Welcome to Main Menu for the week of February 6th to February 12th, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are pleased to have you with us today on Main Menu. And welcome back if you're a returning listener, and welcome aboard if you're a new listener. We are very pleased that you are with us here and hope that you get a lot of very valuable information out of our programs. Well, if you were around last week, you know that we had the first part of the presentation from Microsoft on Windows 10, which was originally broadcast by web uh, back in about the middle of January. And we promised you that this week we would give you the remainder of that. And that is what we're going to do today. There are a lot of exciting things going on with Windows 10. And I think you're going to be really excited to hear about some of the things that are talked about today and we need to get right into that because it is a very long presentation and is going to take the full amount of time that we have this week so you have a great week and we will see you back here again next week on main menu As a Main Menu listener, you might have questions about something you've heard here on Main Menu. You might want advice about which product that you've heard about is better for you, or you might just want to get in contact with some other technology fans who are listeners of Main Menu. To become part of the Main Menu listening community, we invite you to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, where you can interact with not only all the members of the Main Menu staff, other broadcasters on ACB Radio, but also with hundreds of Main Menu listeners from around the world. If you would like to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, simply send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in discussion about Main Menu and assistive technology by following at Main Menu on Twitter and communicating with us as well as our other followers on Twitter. We look forward to interacting with our listeners. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio's Main Menu, and we hope to hear from you soon on our Friends mailing list and on Twitter. Since we've had this rapid evolution of the web, and since we're building this new set of devices on Windows 10 with a universal platform, we think it's the right time to build a new browser for the modern web, which will empower our next generation of Windows users on Windows 10. So today, I'm excited to introduce you to a code name, Project Spartan, our new web browsing experience for Windows 10. So Project Spartan has a number of parts. Uh, first, it has a new rendering engine under the covers. It's built to be compatible with how the web is written today. It has a new look and feel, which you see on the screen, that it fits right in with all this family of Windows 10 applications. And we're especially working on three significant new features to make you more productive on the web as you use Project Spartan. So I'm going to switch over for the last demo and let you take a look at Project Spartan running on the PC. Now, Project Spartan will not be in our very first insider builds. It's going to come a little later and it'll come to the phone a little after that. I'm going to show you it only on the PC today, but it is coming to the phone. First thing you'll notice here is the new UI is streamlined. It fits in with the design language of Windows 10, and you can see the focus is on the content on the page. Um, but what I want to do is just give you a, a taste of these three significant new features we're working on to help people be more productive. The first one is about how you can interact with the web, and in particular, how you might communicate with other people about the web. So, you know, sometimes web articles come out and people want to post them to Facebook or they want to talk to other people about them. 
there's a lot of interaction that happens with content on the web. And this happened to our team about two weeks ago. And it happened when this article posted on the internet. This article comes out, and you can imagine, all of us are simultaneously horrified and kind of happy. Um, and so, of course, within our team, we communicated with each other about this article on the web, but we had Spartan. So we didn't simply send emails. Many of us had devices that work with pens or styluses, which I have here. So I'm going to switch into the first of these big three features, our note-taking mode. And you could imagine when I saw this, uh, I saw this and I said, ho, ho, baby. You know, sometimes you guys don't get it right, but sometimes you do. So, you know, we saw this and we were excited and we communicated with each other by marking up the web directly. And in this case, you know, I'm using a stylus, but I could do it with just my finger if I don't have a pen handy. I want to make a little smiley face to show just how happy I am. That's possible too. And so now we have this way of expressing our thoughts right on the canvas of the web. It was interesting because this article came out and a bunch of people speculated, oh, I hope Microsoft isn't only doing this for devices with touch and pen. We're not. Um, so let me show you how we're going to support the mode of communicating about documents that millions of people have been doing for years and years with Word. They can click anywhere and add a comment using their keyboard. Hmm, this is a good idea. Um, so you could imagine, as we saw this article, some people had touch devices, some didn't. Everyone could comment on it using whatever form of input they had. You know, if it's touch, then it's natural. If it's a keyboard, then it's familiar. And so once I've marked up this page, there's a bunch of things I can do with it, of course. What we've done is we've frozen the web page. And that means that the content that might change on it is, is sort of snapped in time, but the links are still alive. I can then share that whole page or save that whole page for myself with my markup. Or I can go over here, I'm going to grab this clipping tool, and I'm going to just pull out this particular segment. You can see there I could save it to my OneNote because I keep a bunch of notes on things as I browse the web when I'm planning trips and so on. I could copy it to the clipboard, or I could come right up here and use the system's built-in system for sharing to share that with other people. I could share it on Facebook. I could share it on Twitter. I could share it through my email experience in a consistent way. And now I have a rich canvas for not only expressing my thoughts on the web, but for sharing them with other people as well. So that's the first of our three significant end user features. The second thing that we tried to do was focus on the action of reading. People are, I mean, the predominant action on the web is reading. Reading and reading and reading and reading. And we felt we could make that just a few percentage points better than we'd significantly affect the overall productivity of people on the web. So there are a few things we did. The first thing we did was we looked at how we could take and sort of standardize a great way to read sites on the web, which are variant in their level of complexity and so on. So here's an article on Bon Appetit. I'm going to switch into my reading mode right here, and you'll see we discoverably make available a standardized format way for you to read stuff on the web. And you can personalize this to your liking so that you have a way to experience the wide range of content out there on a web in a way that might feel familiar to you. We didn't stop there. We also added a reading list right into the core browsing experience. And of course, this will show up on whatever device you have. Um, I can add items to the reading list. It's a mobile experience that goes to whatever device I'm using. And we do one more thing, which is that we'll take the content in your reading list and save it offline. So if you find yourself stuck on a flight with no Wi-Fi and your mobile device is with you, well, Spartan will deliver you content to read wherever you are. And then the last thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that we supported the broadest set of content that's out there on the web. So we built in support for PDF files. And you see right here, I have a sample PDF file. I can add that to my reading list. I can mark it up with notes in the note-taking mode. It'll be saved offline and so on. So we're really trying to ensure that the widest range of content on the web is available for people to read wherever they are. Okay, last thing. The third thing that we tried to do to make people more productive on the web was to give you a personal assistant to help you be productive on the web. So we're building Cortana right into Spark. And the idea is that Cortana will show up at the right opportune moments to help you get things done. So there's some simple things she can do. So if I'm in my address bar and I'm curious about the weather, I can start typing weather and Cortana will pop up and be helpful, pop up and be helpful in simple situations like that. But interesting 
and nuanced ways at times that might surprise you a little bit. So let's say it's my sister's birthday. It's not, but for demo purposes, let's imagine it's my sister's birthday. And her friends are having a surprise birthday party for her tonight. Remember my wife has that flight that's coming in that Cortana's tracking for me? Man, is my wife going to get here in time for us to make it to the party? I'm not sure. I might go to the Delta website to look up my wife's flight, but luckily Cortana knows that I'm tracking a flight because she's learning things about me all the time. And she can save me time and effort by popping up as I'm about to navigate somewhere on the web with, with what might be an answer to a question that I have in mind. So that's yet another example of how Cortana can help out. Similarly, as I'm browsing the web, Cortana can be right there at my fingertips, ready to let me know things about the pages I'm looking at. So you can see here, my sister's party is going to be at this restaurant called Cuoco. Um, my wife is gluten-free, dairy-free, and I'm on a crazy diet for New Year's. And so we have this concern about this concern about a restaurant and what's on the menu. And I wonder, like, how am I going to get there from here? You notice when I visit the restaurant site, Cortana has popped up. Right? She knows about this place because, again, Cortana is scouring the Internet, learning about people and places and getting smarter all the time. Um, she's telling me she's got directions, hours and more. When I click, she shows up right here within the web browser to give me details about this place. She's telling me directions from where I'm at right now, and I can make those available on whatever device I'm on. She's, she can book a reservation for me. She shows me the hours. I can read reviews and so on. Remember my concern about the menu? Well, Cortana's there to help, too. She knows where the menu for this restaurant is on the Internet. She makes it readily available. And if I'm curious about ingredients as I scan down this, I know what a lot of these things are. I'm not so sure about Rapini. I can just right-click and ask Cortana, and she's right there with an answer. Luckily, Rapini, only 2.7 grams of carbs, so that'll be okay for me on my New Year's diet. That's a quick look at Project Spartan. It's a new implementation of a web browsing experience built on our new universal platform, and it, go, it goes cross-device. It's great at productivity. With note-taking right on the web, um, we're trying to tune the reading experience to make people more efficient, and it's the only browser with a personal assistant built right in. Okay, that is my look at Windows 10 and where we're at and a whole bunch of features that will be coming for insiders to try out over the next few months, three, four, five months. These things will all come in at different times. What you saw today was an early look at where we're at in the development of these. We're bringing Cortana to the PC. And we're going to change the way people use PCs through this natural interaction. Project Spartan is a new browsing experience tuned for being mobile and working across these devices. We have a family of universal apps, including Office, that are going to make people productive with these devices. And in all cases, the user experience is tuned to a wide variety of form factors, so you get benefit from things like Continuum, where your device will adapt to how you use it. There is one big app experience that I didn't talk about. I was focused on productivity, but we care just as much about entertainment, people having fun on our devices. So to cover that off, I'm excited to introduce to the stage Phil Spencer, who's going to take you through gaming and entertainment in Windows 10. Come on out, Phil. Thanks, Joe. Good morning, I'm Phil Spencer, and as the head of the Xbox team, I lead the talented and creative teams responsible for gaming at Microsoft. I'm incredibly proud to be here with you this morning to talk about gaming on Windows 10. Earlier, you heard Terry describe our vision for more personal computing. I'm here to talk about how games, as a form of entertainment, are incredibly personal. We're not just viewers, we're participants. Whether we're in the trenches with our friends, fighting for survival, fighting for survival, or winning race against the best drivers in the world, or exploring, gaming has always been inherently personal. We're deep deeply invested in our worlds and our play when we can share our triumphs, our stories, and our greatest creations with our friends. We at Xbox have the most active social network of gamers in the world with Xbox Live with over 50 million members. And by combining the feedback from this great community with our vision for making all aspects of computing more personal, we've identified several ways to make PC gaming even more incredible than it is today. Gaming has become a much more social activity, with everything from friendly co-op between close friends to professional tournaments with hundreds of people spread across continents. Connection and community are central to the game experience. 
Today, we'll show you how gaming on Windows 10 will be more social and interactive by bringing together the best of the games you love to play, the people you play with, and the epic moments they create. All of this comes together in the Xbox app on Windows 10. I want to take this opportunity to show you the app. It starts with my games, which is the collection of everything I play on any device. My friends list connects me to all my friends by gamertag wherever they are and wherever I am. Messages keeps me in touch across all Windows 10 devices, Xbox, and the web. And the heartbeat of Xbox Live is the activity feed, which lists all the important gaming moments for me and my friends. Now I'm going to launch the app and show you this section, show you live working code here. So I have this nice Alienware PC that my friends let me use. I appreciate that. Clicking the start menu. On every Windows 10 PC and tablet, you will have the Xbox app. And here it is. You see the sections that I mentioned. Now down the left, you have my, my gamer picture, my gamer tag, my score, the games I play. This is my games. I'll come back to the activity feed in a second. And down the right, you have all of my friends. One thing I didn't say about friends in the messaging area is I'm able to voice chat and text chat cross-platform with all of my friends on Xbox Live. Now, the activity feed, for those that don't know, this is the area where everything that happens on Xbox Live is shared to all the friends and followers that you have. I have a friend, Melody Bolton, here. She's an amazing Minecraft creator. Now, some of you might have heard Minecraft of Minecraft. It's something that last year we were able to bring into the Microsoft Studios collection of games. And I'm always incredibly inspired by the community there and what they create. So this is a clip that she created on Xbox One. Just like people taking photos with Instagram and sharing them with their friends. People do this on Xbox Live all the time. So let's look at this clip. Now she's told me to wait till the end because there's a special creation at the end of this clip. So here we go. TNT is always a favorite in the Minecraft world. Ah, very nice. Okay, so I like this clip. I want to share it with all of my friends and all of my followers on Xbox Live. I'm able to friend uh, like it by clicking on the heart icon. I can leave a comment telling people to watch until the end and then post that comment. Now, as I said, on console, we've seen millions and millions of these clips created and shared. And you can do this on Windows today. There's special hardware and other applications that allow you to create game DVR clips. But we thought about how could we bring this technology right into the operating system itself, allowing people from any Windows game to share those epic moments. As I said before, Windows gaming is incredibly vibrant today. I happen to be a big Steam customer. So let me go into Steam. You see all of my friends down on uh, all of my games down the left on Steam. Steam runs incredibly well on Windows 10. I'm using it to launch one of my favorite current game, Sid Meier Beyond Earth. So this is a game that obviously shipped before Windows 10 was even a word. Uh, it knows nothing about Xbox Live, but it's obviously running on Windows 10. I'm going to launch it, and I'm going to show you how the game DVR feature on Windows works. So let me just start a single-player game. I'm just going to start a, a simple game from the beginning, so you'll see it. Come on, there it is. Play. So here's the game. So I'm going to make a couple moves. Move these guys. Oh, scary green wasp guys. Okay, with a simple click, Control G, or Windows G, excuse me. Windows G, I bring up the UI for saving gameplay clips on any Windows any Windows game. Now, usually what will happen, what you see, and a lot of apps will allow you to do this. You click the red circle, you start a recording session, you record the gameplay that you want, then you can store that off. But what we found on console is those epic moments are unexpected. It's something that you weren't expecting to happen, and on the console, with a couple clicks of the button, you're actually able to save the last 30 seconds of gameplay, something you didn't know and you're really surprised. And we wanted to build that right into Windows 10 as well. So by clicking on this side, 
icon here. I'm actually capturing the last 30 seconds of gameplay on any game running on Windows. Click it. You see the toast come up here. It shows the clip has been recorded. It takes me back into the Xbox app where I can do the same things I can do on the Xbox. I can clip from either side. I can share it to Xbox Live, which you saw Melody do, what Melody did with her Minecraft app, uh, clip. Or I can share on any other social network. Now, I'm going to choose to share this out to OneDrive, which will give me the video clip from uh, the game DVR from Civilization Beyond Earth, and I can take that and share it anywhere. We think this will create more incredible viralness for the game developers uh, and the gaming fans out there who want to share their moments. You know, bringing more power to Windows 10 gaming is incredibly important to us. Now, the DirectX is the graphics subsystem inside of Windows 10, and DirectX will make the games you're playing today even better. What you're going to see on screen here is a visual comparison that's under development at FutureMark, which shows the same piece of hardware running DirectX 11 and a DirectX 12, and we're adding more complexity to the scene. And actually, eventually, the DirectX 11 side is going to stop. Frame rate effectively hits zero. And you can see the DirectX 12 side continues to add complexity and continues to keep a high frame rate. Again, same piece of hardware running, one on DirectX 11, one on DirectX 12. Performance has always been incredibly important in DirectX. And what we've done with DirectX 12 is we've given developers much more fine control of CPU and GPU, giving them direct control. And for CPU-bound games, this will actually increase the performance of those games by up to 50%, which is going to allow developers to create amazing scenes on, on screen. Their artists will go crazy with the amount of complexity that they can add. But with DirectX 12, we also know that people are playing millions of games on phones today and other devices that are powered by battery. So we thought, how can we take advantage of the increased performance, but also focus on battery life? People want to play those games longer. They want them to look great. So with DirectX 12 and our focus on power consumption, we've actually cut the power consumption required in half for the same scenes from people using DirectX 11, which means you're going to see more incredible games on mobile devices that people can play for even a longer time. I think it'll be great for the, you know, the huge mobile gaming development out there, and you see more and more high-end mobile games that are just really taking advantage of the graphic capability. Now, none of this is possible if we're not getting the adoption from the studios out there. We have hundreds of studios. We're incredibly happy. They're already using DirectX 12. Our friends at Epic with the Unreal Engine 4 have adopted DirectX 12. I'm announcing today that our friends at Unity, one of the largest game engines in the industry, have also adopted DirectX 12, which will unlock the DirectX 12 capability to the thousands of developers out there, from schools to high-end developers, to take advantage of what DirectX brings. Now today, people are playing games on more devices than ever. And with Windows 10, we wanted to focus on those gaming scenarios across device with the Xbox that we're bringing to Windows 10 and our first party portfolio. So please help me in welcoming my friend Lauren from Lionhead Studios, who will come out on stage. Hi, Phil. Now I'm actually in a game right now. So if you want to have a look at your friends list, you'll see me and you'll be able to join my game. There she is, LH, LH Albion Girl, Lauren Carter, and she is playing Fable Legends on that Xbox One right there. I'm on this Windows 10 device that I showed you earlier running the <laughs> Xbox app, and by simply clicking on her name, I can join her game right now. So Fable Legends is the latest in the popular Fable RPG series, and today we're excited to announce that the game will be coming to Windows 10 PC as well as the Xbox One. Right, let's go get those creatures, Phil. I'm here to help. So Phil's playing on his Windows 10 PC, and I'm on the Xbox One. What's great about Legends on Windows 10 is it enables PC players to play with or against players on the Xbox One. We're also using DirectX 12 to give our players a gorgeous world like they've never seen before. Okay. Oh, the ogre. 
Oh, there's quite a few bad guys. We can do it. Nice. And there's the treasure. So later this year, join Fable Legends as a hero or villain on Windows 10 PC and on the Xbox One. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Good job. Now, for those that were watching on my screen, you might have seen that I received an achievement, just like I have on Xbox 360, Xbox One. Achievements are an incredible part of our Xbox Live ecosystem. I got an achievement. It showed up in my activity feed. All of my friends know that, okay, I got this achievement on uh, playing Fable Legends. We think enabling people to play multiplayer games on Windows 10, multiplayer games across Xbox One and Windows 10, will really unlock the potential of Xbox Live and grow the social network that's there today. Now today, we talked about the games that you already own and how we can make those better with DirectX 12, how we can make those better with features like Game DVR. We talked about your existing hardware and how that will get better with DirectX 12. But one thing we haven't talked about is the library of games you already own on an Xbox One, especially the console-exclusive games which aren't available on Windows. Wouldn't it be great if we could play those games from anywhere in our house, from the couch, out back, in my bedroom? I'm here to announce that with Windows 10, we will enable streaming of Xbox One games any Windows 10 PC or tablet in your home later this year. And I'm going to show you a demo of that on stage right now. So I'm now moving over to this Surface Pro 3 here. There it is. Now, if you follow me and watch what I play at all, you know I'm a big Forza fan. So I've wanted to take this opportunity to show off one of my favorite games, Forza Horizon 2. You see it in my recently played games list here. Now, I've already set up a relationship between this Surface and my Xbox One in my home. I do that one time. The Xbox app will find all of the Xbox Ones in your home, and you set up that relationship. So in my games, it's actually showing me all of the games that are installed on my Xbox One and making them available right here inside the application. So I can click on Forza Horizon 2 and you see stream from the Xbox One. And we're starting the stream and here we are. Now I'm going to pause state on Forza Horizon 2. In a second I'm going to unpause it and you'll see the game running from an Xbox One streaming to this, three, this uh, Surface Pro 3 and me controlling it with this controller. So here we go. Love this game. Now you can see frame rate, resolution, the game looks great. I'm playing against AI characters right now. I could be playing a multiplayer game. I'm going to try to pass at least one person. Yeah, okay, so we got past one. I can bring up the Xbox UI right here. Now, if I'm the, I know I'm done playing with a click of a button, I'm actually able to turn off the console right here from the Xbox app as well. And I'm going to do that. And I'm back in the Xbox app. We think it's an amazing unlock for our Xbox One customers. That they're going to be able to play the great library of games that they already own on any Windows 10 PC or tablet in the home. I hope you've enjoyed a look at some of the exciting changes coming to make gaming even better on Windows. We've seen how Xbox on Windows 10 will bring an entirely new integrated experience for connecting gamers across devices, and how Windows 10 is bringing new capability to games you already own, and how Windows 10 will unlock your existing library of games on Xbox One to enable play on all of your Windows 10 devices. And while Xbox is coming to Windows, Windows 10 is also coming to Xbox One. Joe did a great job of demoing amazing Windows features, and you should wait to hear more from us as those features find their way onto Xbox. Now with Xbox, with Xbox moving to Windows, I don't think we're going to see millions of people using Excel on their Xbox, but I do know for developers that want to bring their application over to the television screen, this is going to make it very easy for them to do so. At Microsoft, we work hard to create the most fun and engaging games and entertainment experiences. And to be successful and to meet the high expectations of a passionate fan base, we have to put the gamer at the center of every experience. This philosophy is not only foundational to Xbox, but has been central to the development of the gaming experiences on Windows 10. 
you have my commitment and the commitment of the entire Xbox team that we will treat gaming on Windows 10 with as much passion and energy as we have with the Xbox console. You'll see the result of that across the Windows gaming experience in the games portfolio from Microsoft Studios and our partners and in the Xbox Live service itself. New ways to connect with friends, new ways to extend your gaming experience across devices, new ways to make games even better, all with you, the gamer, at the center. Now, this is just the beginning of our discussion about gaming on Windows 10. We're going to continue this throughout the year. The next big beat for us is the Game Developers Conference in March, where we hear more from us on how we continue to build out the great gaming experience on Windows 10. You know, though, this wouldn't be an Xbox presentation if we didn't bring a little sizzle video. So here's a video of how all of this comes together. Please take a look, and thanks for your time. That's some really cool stuff. Now, Joe and Phil just shared with you some incredible new Windows 10 experiences, and we don't want to keep you waiting. So in the next week, we'll be releasing a new build of Windows 10 to our insiders. And then, after the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, we will be releasing our first build of Windows 10 on phones. And with these new builds, we will be increasing the number of languages which Windows 10 is available in from 4 to 25. As the features roll out, we are looking for that feedback from our insiders. How natural is con Continuum under 2-in-1? How easy is it to edit Office Docs on your phone? How fun is it to record a Windows game with Xbox Game DVR? We are looking forward to feedback from insiders all over the world. And now, let's really switch gears and talk about entirely new Windows 10 experiences. I showed you earlier how we envisioned Windows 10 in the workplace. On the wall, there's this large screen. It's facilitating a communal experience. The group is viewing a 3D model. The group is participating in a Skype call. We saw an opportunity to create a great new Windows experience for a device like this, but the de no device like it existed. So we've created the first device of its kind for the Windows family. Let me introduce Hyatt to show you more. Thanks, Terry. Good morning, everybody. So we've built a new device to unlock the power of the group in a workplace. I am delighted to introduce you to the Microsoft Surface Hub. This is an 84-inch 4K display with integrated compute. It has built-in sensors that actually detected me when I came to the screen. It has built-in cameras, speakers, mics, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NFC. It's got it all. All you need is one cable to get started. So why don't we get started? Right from the welcome screen, I can get to work. I can call, I can wipe 
whiteboard, or I can connect my personal device to share content onto the screen. While I could talk to you about many scenarios on the Surface Hub, we're going to focus on two things today, two key scenarios, brainstorming and number two, meetings. And as you may have noticed, when I picked up that pen, the whiteboard automatically launched. And what you're seeing here is OneNote, OneNote designed for the large screen. I can write and the ink is just fluid. It doesn't lie. Just like a pen on paper, I can even move things around. I can make more space if I need to. But of course, it is not only about inking and a digital whiteboard. It's about how we bring rich data to inform the brainstorming. So let me ask David to join me so that we can show you what it looks like on the Surface Hub. Hi, David. Hi, Ed. Hi, everyone. Let's open up a the Windows 10 device. I can bring all sorts of content onto the device, including applications. In this case, David is opening a Siemens application, showcasing the 3D rendering of our Surface Hub. As you can see, he can zoom in, zoom out, rotate, look at different views so that he can get insights. Hey, David, do you mind putting the app side by side with the whiteboard? Sure. I think I've seen something I'd like you to capture for me. Can you find the camera for me, maybe? Yep, yeah. there it is. Can you clip it to the whiteboard? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so as you can see, I was able to capture an image of the app, put it on the whiteboard, and even take notes on it. And because this is OneNote, I can actually save it to my OneNote or send an email. So no need to take pictures of your whiteboard with your phone anymore. So we've discussed brainstorming. Let's switch gears now. Let's discuss meetings, because we have lots of those. And I think we can all agree those meetings could be better. Do you know that it takes an average of 12 minutes to start a meeting? From the time you bring people on the call to bringing content, this is not a good use of our time. So let me show you what we can do on the Surface Hub. So David and I are having a meeting with our colleagues and we're going to be discussing the design of Hen. The meeting is already scheduled on the Surface Hub with one tap. One tap, I can join the meeting. The remote attendees automatically join the call. The content that is on the screen, they can see it as well. They can see what David is writing. And of course, we can see them. It's that easy with the Surface Hub. And what you're seeing here on the screen is Skype for Business. It is designed for the large screen. It's taking full advantage of the hardware, the mics, the speakers, and the dual cameras. Hi, Tim. <laughs> so why don't we bring some content to this conversation? After all, this is a meeting. In meetings, quite often, it is challenging to bring content onto the screen. And with the Microsoft Surface Hub, we've made it very easy for you to be able to project your content from any device via wireless or wired. And in this case, David is going to be projecting for us a deck that he prepared on the pen. Hey, David, do you mind bringing the slide on the portfolio pens? The portfolio pens, sure. I think that's the slide you're looking for. Actually, I meant this one. So, Tim, this is the, the pen we would like to consider for vinyl design. So, as you can see, I could move the content on the screen and I could even ink on it. And not only could the the remote participants see what I was doing. Everything I did on the screen is reflected back on David's device. This is what we call ink back and touch back. Another great example of mobility with Windows 10. So now we've made a decision. We're ready to end the meeting. All I need to do is go to the start button and end the session with one tap. The content from the meeting is now shared with all the participants in the meeting and the device gets cleaned up. It is now ready for use for the next meeting. It is that easy with the Microsoft Surface Hub. 
I'm very proud of what we've shown you today. The best work we do is when we come together. And we believe that with the Surface Hub, we will be able to unlock the power of the group in a workplace. It brings the best tool to create and brainstorm. It'll make your meetings productive and engaging. And it delivers a platform for amazing Lautrean applications. And of course, it is designed in such a way that you can deploy it anywhere in the enterprise, from your office to the huddle room to the conference room. And we look forward to seeing our partners embracing this experience. Thank you very much. Thanks, Hayat. Now let's talk about the second entirely new Windows experience today. We were inspired by the idea of mixing our applications and games back into the real world. But obviously, no technology exists of its kind to make this possible. Now, in my decades in this industry, there's been a few times, a few key moments where a technology or an experience has just blown me away. And we've created one of those experiences with Windows 10. And right here, right now, we're going to share it with you. So please welcome Alex Kitman. Thank you, Terry. And good morning, everyone. A few years ago, we started asking ourselves, could we make things so simple that technology would just disappear? Could we make technology more human and easier to control? Could Windows make your digital life more powerful by connecting it with your real life? Could we place your digital content right into your world, right into your life, with more reality than ever before? Until now, we've immersed ourselves in the world of technology. But what if we could take technology and bring it into our world? Just as punch cards turn to keyboards and mice turn to touch, with each major advancement in input and output, technology becomes more personal. Each advancement decreases the distance between us and technology. Each step brings us closer to more personal ways of computing. And today, today, we take the next step. Now, I know what you might be thinking, but no, we're not talking about putting you into virtual worlds. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm really excited about all of the progress being made in virtual reality. But virtual reality may not be for everyone. We're dreaming beyond virtual worlds, beyond screens, beyond pixels, and beyond today's digital borders. We're dreaming about holograms mixing your world. Welcome to a new era of Windows. Welcome to Windows Holographic. Look around. Technology is all around us. We use it in every aspect of our lives. It enables us to do amazing things. But what if we could go further? What if we could go beyond the screen? Where your digital world is blended with your real world. Now we can. This is the world with holograms. What will they enable us to do? New ways to visualize our work. I have an idea for the fuel tank. New ways to share ideas with each other. How are things going your end? I just put the images in one drive. Perfect. more immersive ways to play. New ways to teach and learn. So put the new trap in the place of the old one. Now what? And tighten here and here. New ways to collaborate and explore the places we've never been. Look at this formation. Let's take a closer look. And new ways to create the things we imagine. Because 
Because when you change the way you see the world, you can change the world you see. This is Your World with Holograms. This is a world with holograms. And today, you'll not only see that holograms are real, but more importantly, this afternoon, every single person in this room will experience holograms for themselves in our labs. So how do we get here? Let's think by way of example about human beings. We are constantly processing terabytes of information from all around us. We are sensing and we're absorbing infinite noise and translating it into very simple signals. Just think about catching a ball. We can perform this action from a very early age. Nobody had to teach us about it. We didn't have to go to years of advanced math or physics to learn how to do it. It's inherent in what makes us human. Now imagine if technology had the same sensing capability to process all of this input about the world around us so that we could see the world as we see it. They'll give us new ways to interact with technology, new ways to communicate, new ways to create, and new ways to explore. That's the dream we've been pursuing, and that's what you get when you mix holograms in our world. Imagine an engineer seeing instructions overlaid and in the context of their work. Imagine an architect walking around their designs all while their clients are reviewing it remotely. Imagine a surgeon learning a procedure without ever having to pick up a scalpel. Or imagine my personal favorite. Imagine turning your living room into a surreal gaming environment. Now I know this sounds now I know this sounds perhaps crazy, maybe even even a little bit impossible. But this is why I fell in love with this art form at a very, very early age. In software, nothing is at best. Things are improbable. And with a little bit of luck and a lot of pixie dust, the improbable becomes possible and holograms can become part of our everyday life. Holographic computing enabled by Windows 10 is here. Every Windows 10 device has APIs focused on human and environment understanding. Holographic APIs are enabled inside every Windows 10 build, from the little screens to the big screens to no screens at all. At its core, Windows has always been built with an ecosystem of partners. Throughout our history, we have brought new attributes to Windows in ways that empower not only developers, but also our device makers to unleash their creativity to the world. Windows Holographic was created from the ground up with that same heritage in mind. Want to create a holographic app? Easy. Developers, Windows 10 is yours. Holograms are Windows Universal apps, and all Windows Universal apps can be made to work with Windows Holographic. We invite you to unleash your imagination and come create experiences not possible on any other device or any other platform. Want to create a device powered by human or environment understanding? Build for Windows 10. Oculus, Magic Leap, Magic Leap, Glass Developers, and everyone else. We humbly invite you. Come create holograms. But we knew we needed more than just software to make holograms in our world a reality. So we invented the most advanced holographic computer the world has ever seen. I'm incredibly excited to introduce to you Microsoft HoloLens. This is the first fully untethered holographic computer. HoloLens is real, and this will be available in the Windows 10 timeframe. You guys want to take a look at what's inside? 
HoloLens has see-through, holographic, high-definition lenses. This is how we can see holograms right into our world, right into our lives, with more reality than ever before. HoloLens has spatial sound, so we can hear holograms even when they're behind us. It has advanced sensors to capture information about what we're doing and the environments we're in. Now, HoloLens comes with a built-in high-end CPU and GPU. But that wasn't enough. To handle all the processing required to understand the world around us, we had to go beyond the traditional CPU and GPU. So we invented a third processor, a holographic processing unit. The HPU gives us the ability to understand where you're looking, to understand your gestures, to understand your voice. It gives us the ability to spatially map the entire world around us and to run without any wires, all while processing terabytes of information from all of these sensors, all in real time. This is everything we need to step into the holographic landscape. All we need to create, all we need to consume, and all we need to share holographic experiences. HoloLens enables holographic computing natively with no markers, no external cameras, no wires, no phone required, and no connection to a PC needed. We believe Windows 10 will fundamentally make everything people do with computers today more valuable, more immersive, and more personal. Let's listen to what developers that have for years been working on Windows Holographic think about the possibilities. When you think about how you experience technology today, it's like behind this glass screen. And you're kind of stuck. It feels cold. We've unlocked the screen. Really what we're trying to do is break down the walls between, you know, technology and people. This is the next generation of computing. This is the next PC. It's basically a see-through display that you wear, and it lets you see holograms in your world, in your space, all around you. The hologram itself, it is light and it's an imagination incarnate. The ability to draw with your hand or to take an asset, you know, an image and move it or scale it is a very natural way of interacting with it. Here's what you could do with holographic video. Here's what you can do with using your world as a game level. Here's what you can do with taking the power of, of 3D modeling and creation, and guess what, pulling it out of a screen into real 3D, and then sharing what you've created with others. That was science fiction, and now we're bringing it into science fact. This is by far, far, far the hardest, most complex, most challenging, and most intriguing thing I've ever done in my life. We just recently started engaging with third parties to build applications for the device. And the things they're doing just, uh, they're humbling. When you've got a thousand different people from all different backgrounds with all different types of experience, you're gonna see that the stuff that we've built at the beginning is just a tiny scratching of the surface of you know what this technology can do and what it can mean for people. When the other perspectives come to it and all the creatives out there, it's gonna blow our minds. This is a new medium for artistic expression and a new medium for creation that we've just never had before. This platform is going to truly blend your digital life with your physical life, and it, it is so thrilling. This is truly about seeing the world in a whole different way. As you just saw, holograms are being sculpted by some of the most creative people around. 
But holograms are not just for creative people. They can unleash the creativity in all of us. Remember the first time you experienced Microsoft Paint or Solitaire? Those timeless experiences let you discover what a mouse and keyboard world felt like. In that same timeless fashion, we wanted you to discover what a holographic landscape feels like. So we created Holo Studio. Holo Studio allows you to create your very own holograms. It allows you to 3D print them and then share them with the world. Are you guys ready to see your very first live holographic experience all running on Windows 10? Please help me welcome on stage my dearest friend, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Alex. So as Lorraine gets set up, let me walk you a little bit on what you're going to see. I'll point your attention to this screen here behind me, where at first you're going to see through Lorraine's eyes. You're going to see exactly what she's seeing. I mean, the hologram spin to the world. Then as we start building, we'll swap this custom camera rig right here so you can easily understand how holograms fit into your world. So let's meet our first holographic um, person. And who better to introduce us to this holographic landscape than our very own Terry Meyerson. And look how well in pan Terry is. Now remember, Lorraine is seeing the hologram in space in real time. Shall we play it, Lorraine? Play. Nice work. Quadcopter. Now, Lorraine, what kind of custom design for the quadcopter are you thinking about today? Well, I'm sort of a space stud, so I thought I would go with a UFO theme. And I think you'll see I've got this cool ray gun shape I'm going to use in a minute. Ooh, I like it. As Lorraine um, starts building, you notice that everything is as easy as tap, then gaze, then tap again. Now, voice commands are amazing in Hollow Studio because HoloLens understands precisely where she's staring at. Glue touching. Okay, let's get some color on this, Alex. I think I'll go with a bright yellow. Let's put some of that here and there. Now, as Lorraine finishes building the first leg of the quadcopter, she's going to have to create three more. And notice how easy it is for her to mirror and then copy it. Mirror. Okay, I've got two, but I'm going to need four of these, Alex. Let's get it right, oh, right down. There, good. Blue. That side, good. Copy. Okay, I've got four, but it's oriented wrong. Rotate. Movement. Hollow Studio is an entirely new way to work with 3D content. We call it Build 3D in 3D. Now, this is possible because holograms behave just like real-world objects. Okay, I'm going to get a few more pieces that I want for my project. Let's see. Go with this one first. Put that there. I think I'll get this dome piece. And I think I'm going to need a decoration for later. Put that there. Okay, it's UFO time. In just minutes. Okay, let's get that bright yellow again. Here we go for this piece. I like where you're going with this, Lorraine. Why don't we show them the magnet tool? Okay. Magnet. Let's put it right there. Okay, I'll use that tool again to, for my decoration. I think I'm going to want a few of these. Copy. Maybe one over here. Oh, not way over there. Copy. Good. I think one more would look nice. Right. Good. Glue touching. Rotate. What do you think, Alex? I'm getting a good uh, Area 51 vibe. I would totally fly that. Now, holograms are like print preview for 3D printing. Now, wouldn't it be amazing if we could take Lorraine's, Lorraine's creation and turn it into a real quadcopter? So we did. This is a 3D print we made earlier of Lorraine's creation and Lorraine's quadcopter. This was made entirely in Hollow Studio. What do you think, Lorraine? Shall we take a first pin? Do it. So much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. I hope you enjoyed this glimpse of Holo Studio, a fast and simple workshop for creating your very own hologram. Mentally change how they think about exploration, discovery, and collaboration. Thank you very much.
OnSite is a tool that we're building in collaboration with Microsoft to connect scientists and engineers with the environment of the Curiosity Mars rover. Since we can't put our scientists yet physically on Mars, a technology like this allows us to investigate what's possible if we can make them virtually present. This was the first time where I could basically do a 360 and see Mars all around me. I love the fact that people, when they first encounter this project, have a feeling of, wow, you know, I've lived to see this. Instead of looking at 2D images, they can now walk around and explore Mars in their office. It was part inspiring, part just like, wow, I can finally do this thing that I really want to do. I could see using this every single day. It is a different way of exploring. That's transformation. Our plan is to deploy on-site to mission operations this summer and to be controlling rovers on Mars with this technology in July. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Satya Nadella. What an incredible moment. It's just amazing technology. These are the kind of magical moments that we live for. Our industry's progress is punctuated by moments of category creation. Windows 10 and holographic computing is one such moment. What you just saw in terms of the experiences, many of you in the room here are going to experience more this afternoon. You're going to play Minecraft. You're going to be able to see Skype in a completely new way. They're just going to be mind-blowing experiences. Today is a big day, big day for Windows, a big day for what it means to our customers, to our partners, and to Microsoft. It is about Windows and our innovation going forward. It is about new categories, new experiences, and most of all, about new opportunities. It is also about our ambition and aspiration for Windows and its impact in the world. The fact that there are 1.5 billion users of Windows is incredible and humbling. It's a responsibility that none of us at Microsoft take lightly. But we have bigger hopes, higher aspirations for Windows. We want to move from people needing Windows to choosing Windows to loving Windows. That is our bold goal with Windows. I've talked in the past about Microsoft's mission being centered around empowering every individual and organization on the planet to be able to do more and achieve more. I've also talked about how we're going to go after that mission by focusing on things that we as a company can uniquely do and contribute. Being the platform and productivity company in the mobile-first, cloud-first world. By doing excellent and world-class work when it comes to gaming experiences. Those are the strategies that are going to help us realize our mission. And Windows 10 is core to all of that, is central to all of that. Windows 10 is built for a world where everything, or nearly everything, both at home and at work is digitally mediated. Where you want to be able to interact with your computing environment in the most natural of ways, from speech to touch to ink, and now, of course, gaze and holographic output. Windows 10 is built for a world where there are going to be more devices on the planet than people. That means the mobility of the experience is what matters, not the mobility of the device. Windows 10 is built for a world where not only are you consuming lots of data and content, but you're generating lots of data about yourself, about your environment. And you want to be able to reason over all of that in a trusted way so that you can enhance the very experiences across devices. Windows 10 ushers in an era of more personal computing in a mobile-first, cloud-first world. 
You saw the experiences throughout the day. It's not just a checklist of features. It's that design sensibility that allows us to put the more personal into computing and build things that center around you. You see that in the way we've approached Cortana and how it knows you on all your devices and helps you proactively. How our Spartan browser will enable you to browse the web and annotate the web and share the web. How the Surface Hub takes something like joining a meeting and makes it easy and really brings the power of the team together in a meeting. The first time I had a chance to see HoloLens and experience what a NASA scientist can do in terms of moving the rover and then being able to walk on to Mars was nothing short of surreal. These are the experiences that make Windows 10 that more personal computing environment that people are going to love. I want to talk about three specific strategy points around Windows. First, I want to talk about Windows as a service. I want to talk about Windows and mobility, because that I know is top of mind for many of you. And I want to talk about how does Windows and our cross-platform strategies come together. When it comes to Windows as a service, it's a pretty profound change. It's not just the simple mechanics, although they are big changes in terms of our development methodology, our deployment policies, or servicing. It's much more fundamental than that. For us, it is about aligning our goals of success for Windows with customers and their experience and engagement with Windows. That's what Windows as a service means. For customers, they're going to get continuous stream of innovation. Not only continuous stream of innovation, but also the assurance that their Windows devices are secure and trusted. For developers, it creates the broadest opportunity to target. For our partners, hardware and silicon partners, they can coincident with our software innovation, drive hardware innovation. And lastly, for Microsoft, as I said, it allows us to think of success, measure our success and our progress in a way that is aligned with customers and their engagement. We want people to love Windows on a daily basis. Let's talk about Windows and mobility. Throughout today, you saw an explicit focus on mobility of experiences. That's our worldview. In the full arc of time, when we talk about mobility, it is not about the mobility of any single device, but it is the mobility of the experiences across devices. That is what we are focused on. We are building into Windows the experiences from productivity to gaming, how Spartan and the browser comes together, how Xbox Live comes together to enable that seamless crossover across devices as you move around at home and at work. We also have unified our developer platform. The universal application platform is what now runs across the phone, the PC, and the TV. And of course, now new categories such as holographic. And the fact that we've unified the application platform means developers can write applications that can target the widest set of Windows devices. We have a unified store that means creates a unified way for you to monetize as a developer. And we believe that's what's going to make us attractive for developers to write universal applications. And lastly, we absolutely are committed to bringing a great lineup of hardware. You saw some of the hardware innovation that's driving and stimulating demand with our Surface Hub and what we're doing with HoloLens. And you can be assured that we will do some fantastic work from the flagship phone to the affordable smartphone and have a full lineup of phones that will be available with Windows 10. Let me talk a little bit about our cross-platform approach. Simply put, Windows is the best place. It's the home for the very best Microsoft experiences. 
We are going to have services everywhere. But when it comes to Windows, we are not bolting on apps. We are seamlessly harmonizing our experiences. The way Cortana is built in, the way Microsoft Account and Azure Active Directory from an ID perspective are built into Windows. How OneDrive and the Sync Framework are built in, how Skype and Outlook are built in, how Xbox Live is built in. This is just built as part of Windows as a native experience where the scaffolding of the shell as well as the applications come together in the most seamless, delightful, personal ways for users. That's what we are doing with Windows. We absolutely are going to have our services and their application endpoints everywhere. But we absolutely believe that Windows is home for the very best of Microsoft experiences. There's nothing subtle about this strategy. It's a practical approach, which is customer first. We want to give ourselves the best opportunity to serve our customers everywhere and give ourselves the best chance of helping customers find Windows as their home. That's what we plan to do. Let me close out by talking about my own personal experience of Windows. Windows is, touches all of us at work and at home. And for us who are perhaps close to this, each day we're reminded of the enormity of the responsibility that we have as we move the innovation of Windows forward. And to me, over the last year, there was this opportunity I had to go visit a school in the Bronx and see how the students there are using PCs to open up a completely new world for themselves, exploring, making things, learning to code. This summer, I was in an ICU room with my son as he was recovering from a surgery. And I saw all of these Windows-embedded devices and Windows PCs and tablets being used by the nursing staff and the doctors to take care of him. There cannot be anything more personal than that. Over the holidays, I had a chance to see an 11-year-old girl unbox a Lumia 535, which was their very first computing device for the family and get ourselves set up on Microsoft account and all of these services and download Candy Crush and Skype and teach our parents about what it means to use those things. And this was in India. And that experience, the delight in that little girl's eyes left an undeniable impression on me. Those are the moments of true inspiration for me. And I know that that's what everyone feels, what you saw from Terry to Joe, Phil, Hyatt, Alex, and everyone else. That's the passion that drives us. Windows, unlike any other product at Microsoft, does bring all teams together to build Windows. And so we are really looking forward to how our Windows insiders use the new builds of Windows, the new flights of Windows, and the feedback from that is very important. This is one of the most collaborative releases of Windows, and we're looking forward to that feedback cycle. We want to make Windows 10 the most loved release of Windows. Thank you very, very much. Let me have Terry Myerson come back on stage. Thank you. Thanks, Satya. Today, we expanded our device family. We showed you some incredible new Windows experiences, and we shared our aspiration to upgrade every Windows device to Windows 10. For those of you here with us this afternoon, you're going to get to see Windows 10 close up on phones, PCs, tablets, the Internet of Things, Xbox, and you're going to be some of the first ever to experience holographic Skype, holographic Minecraft, Hollow Studio, and NASA's application to help their scientists walk on Mars. 
In the next few months, we're going to shift our focus to focusing on our hardware and software partners that are building great applications and devices with Windows 10. We have our Game Developers Conference. We have Mobile World Congress in Spain. We have WinHack in China. This all culminates at our Microsoft Build Conference in April, where we will be discussing innovation across the entire Windows 10 platform, including holograms and how Windows as a Service makes Windows 10 the best Windows development platform ever. This is a conference you're not going to want to miss. And then later this year, we will launch Windows 10, connecting with our customers through Windows as a Service, and there'll be some great new hardware from Microsoft and our hardware partners, including, yes, flagship Windows phones. I think you'd all agree, today really is a milestone in the history of Windows. I'm proud of the work the team has done. Windows 10 will forge a new relationship between us and our customers, consumers, developers, and the enterprise. Thank you for joining us today to discuss the next generation of Windows, Windows 10. Well, we do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.